Almost 650 additional candidates have subsequently withdrawn from the elections, some even after being declared victorious, claiming either to fear for their safety or that they were tricked by government officials into running in the first place. Actually, King is confused and he's trying to confuse Nepalese people as well as international community. And he has defined democracy in his own way. Pacho Chapagai is a Kathmandu teacher. And now he is trying to elect his S-men. And after election, he can complain that he is more democratic than political leaders. Chapagai says that if valid elections were held next week, he doubts the king would receive hardly any votes. Nepalese are in favor of either political parties or Maoists. I think about 5% people support king. After the political parties and the king traded curfews in recent weeks, the Maoists have now called for a shutdown of a week or longer, perhaps starting as soon as February 2nd and stretching past the February 8th elections. For Free Speech Radio News, this is Carrie Byron in Kathmandu. Free Speech Radio News is a worker-run collective produced out of Pacifica stations KPFA in Berkeley and KPFK in Los Angeles. Our newscast is produced by Simba Russo and Monica Lopez. Headlines editor is Shannon Young. Leanne Caldwell is our Washington editor. Our technical production team includes Jade Paget-Seekins and Eric Klein. I'm Aura Bogado. Thanks for listening. to extermination. Fight cell by cell through bodies and mind screens of the earth. Souls rotten from the orgasm drug. Flesh shuddering from the ovens. Prisoners of the earth come out. Storm the studio. Burnt metal smell of interplanetary war in the raw noon streets swept by screaming glass blizzards of enemy flak. Shift lingles, free doorways, cut word lines, photo falling, word falling, breakthrough in gray room, towers, open fire. Citizen, you are listening to WCBN-FM in Ann Arbor. Tilt, blast, pound, stab, strap, kill. Pilot K-9, you are cut off. Back. Return to base immediately. Ride music beam back to base. Stay out of that time, Flack. All pilots, ride pan pipes back to base. What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets Closets are for clothes. Closets Over Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. <laughs> We're here. We're on. Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. A lot. Let's go. Gotcha. (laughs) And you do do a lot. You certainly do. I love to do a lot. (laughs) And um, um, so anyway, this is uh, February 1st, uh, the day before Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's Eve. And um, uh, so... Yes. Yes, it is. And we are... <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> <say that. laughs> and so we are... Uh, currently, it's Meredith and I, and I think we're expecting uh, uh, Christy. Um, I hope so. Um, and so, Christy, if you're out there, we're looking forward to seeing you soon. Um, but we're going to start off the show a little bit um, uh, crazy. Um, dun, we're going to... Exactly. We are going to act... We have Kate from the Eastern Michigan University's um, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Resource Center um, here in the studio. And we're going to actually find out what is going on at Eastern Michigan University. So welcome, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, we have a lot going on. Uh, we've got our, our first event, I guess, of February. We've got a lot to do in February is going to be we have a Safer Sex Workshop, which is on Wednesday, February 8th at 7 o'clock in McKenney Union Reception Room. Wow. So what are we doing uh, teaching about Safer Sex on campus for? I mean, well, kids aren't having uh, sex, are they? No. <laughs> What's that? We're trying to be proactive about this. Ah, no. good, good. <laughs> it's, well, it's 
going to be fun. I mean, it'll be educational, but they'll, you know, be demonstrations. It'll be a workshop, and it, it'll be fun, too. Oh, great. And free food, too, which oh, is important. Oh, definitely. So, I'm yeah. there, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, so this is on February 8th? Mm-hmm. At what time again? 7 o'clock in the McKenney Union reception room. Great. And is this someone from, like, your office that's going to be talking about Safer Sex? Or it's is actually it... a person from Hark. Oh, great. Right. So Andy Larson from Hark is going to come over uh. and, and give a... Give a presentation for us. Andy. Woo-hoo. Yeah, he's great. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Andy, for doing that. That's great. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? We also have, well, in honor of Valentine's Day, we have, we're calling it the LGBTRC's Valentine's Day Create a Card, which is going to be all day Valentine's Day. You can come make a card, make something for, you know, your special someone, and we're going to have Aww. candy, too. Valentine's Day candy. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. And is it to, to, um, is it a an event where you would uh, pay for the card and it's printed out? Or is it something, just come in, have some social time, have an activity? Yeah, just social time. I mean, no, we're not even using printers. We're just markers and glitter. Oh, that's really scissors. the only way to make a true Valentine's Day card, I might add. Uh, really? Yes. So have you received a lot of these, Meredith? No. Really? But you know that that is the way you caught your man? No. Oh, that's not how you caught your man. You <laughs> just use your sexual prowess. <laughs> She's making faces, folks. So, um, baseball. Baseball. We'll oh, okay. Well, you could come to this and make him a baseball Valentine's Day card. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Make a kind of a glittery baseball field and... <laughs> You yeah. know, all the the fans are all glittery, and yeah, there we go. Sure. So <laughs> the ball could be a heart, you know. Aww. But that's really great. Yeah. yeah. And is it um, now? What when is this again? This is this is all day February fourteenth from ten a.m. to four p.m. and it's going to be in two thirty seven King Hall, which is actually right across from our office. Oh, LGBT. terrific! Wow. Okay. So yeah, come one, come all. Yes. And, and um. Uh, what else you've got Hi. going on? Hi, Christy. <laughs> As you can hear, yes, we... I'm uh, making a lot of noise, so I wanted to announce myself so that it was obvious that I was here. And we are glad you're here. So what else is going on at the LGB uh, Resource Center? LGBT Resource Center. LGBT Resource Center, yep. Um, we also we have our second installment of the LGBT Discussion Series. Last month it was Social Justice 101. That went really well. Great. And so this month it's going to be Religion, Faith, and Activism. It's going to be an interfaith gathering talking about um, the importance of spirituality coming out in various communities and activism within religious communities. Oh, wow. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I mean, There's been a huge push on, I've seen people talking more and more about faith mm-hmm. and its impact on their lives and, and on politics because it's... Right. One of the key <laughs> things. To, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, because I think that's a kind of a struggle that a lot of people go through. It's like either I have, I have faith um, or spirituality or... I'm, I come out of the closet and, mm-hmm. and live a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender lifestyle. And, and it's like an either-or situation. And I think people are struggling with that now. Right. And that's definitely one of the issues we're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about what it's like to come out as an LGBT person in a faith community. And then also what it's like to come out as spiritual and a person of faith in the LGBT community. And kind of oh, how those yeah. identities interact. So, yeah. That's I think it'll be an interesting good. discussion. And how did the social justice, you said it went really well, the social justice. Of, uh, obviously, a lot of people turn out for it and i know you can't really share what people personally said but like what were some of the topics because i really kind of i really wanted to see that go to that one yeah i mean the topics really ranged. i would say the major topic that people talked about was economic justice you know Uh. especially i think that's a concern for college students you know and so we had a nice mix of faculty and staff and students and people had a lot to say so i think you know i'm hoping that we build on that momentum for this uh this discussion and future discussions too fantastic and where are these being held at again this one is being held at the uh, King Hall Multicultural Lounge, and I should probably tell you the date, too. It's uh, February 22nd, Tuesday. Oh, terrific. Okay. At wow. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, right after, great, right after dinner. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you have another, I see, um, a great thing coming up, and I look forward to this every single year. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting this year. Um uh, our Women's Center every year produces the Vagina Monologues. And this year, actually, I'm co-directing it. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, well, along with our former student program coordinator. Um, it's going to be taking place in Roosevelt Auditorium Thursday, February 16th through Saturday, February 18th. And oh. it's going to be really different this year. We're doing some kind of quirky oh. stuff. Well, every year it's a little different because of just mm-hmm. the stories. But you guys are going to put a little extra twist on it from yeah. what I'm hearing. So. Yes. It should be a, a, a definitely a, a very um, a, a unique opportunity to see some uh, 
creative energy going on. Yeah, we have a drag piece in it. We have a, we have a women's liberation army. It's yeah, it's it's wow. gonna be cool. Wow, dang! Right and this is at the Roosevelt Auditorium on Eastern's campus. Yes. Okay. Yep. And when is this again? Um, February sixteenth, which is a Thursday through Saturday, February eighteenth. Great, great. And um, uh, for more information, there is a there's a website about this place. Yep, you can go or to event, not a place. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can go to emish.edu/convocation for more information. Oh, okay, <laughs> terrific! Wow. Well, I think of the convocation center, and I was thinking, oh, that's going to get me mixed up with uh, it's at Roosevelt Auditorium. It is at Roosevelt Auditorium, but they've got all the information for how to go on that website. Oh, terrific! So Great. one stop shopping. Exactly. That website. Exactly. Yeah. Dang. And there's a phone number as well. Yes, you can call 487-4282. And that's the Women's Center direct line. Great. For information about that. And oh, so the Women's Center on Eastern, Michigan, Eastern Michigan's campus. Yes. Again, 487-4282. 4282. And it's a 734 area code for those out of Michigan that will be in the area during that time. But yes. What else is going on? I mean, there's all kinds of exciting things since uh, um, you coming on board. Um, some um, dreams and hopes of uh, things happening at, at uh, the Resource Center? Yeah, well, I think April is going to be a really big month. That's where we've got our Lavender graduation and role models and mentor celebration. We're going to have film screenings. We're going to have an institutionalized ally training. Um, we're going to keep up with the LGBT discussion series. Um, stay tuned for future topics because the next one is The Matrix, Sexism, Homophobia, and Transphobia. And then the next one after that will be Building an Anti-Racist Social Movement. Oh, wow. interesting. So, and everyone is always welcome to stop by our center, too. Yes, exactly. And where would they be able to stop by the center? They can stop by. It's 234 King Hall. Great. And so we have a resource library. We have a lounge and couches. People can just hang out. Yes, so. and people do. I've stopped they by do. there periodically just to pick up some magazines that um, I haven't been out and about getting, like, be- like between the lines. And uh, um, and uh, and there's always somebody in the office doing something or just reading or hanging out or just having some... Safe space, if you will. Yeah. But exactly. um, at the center. So, um, and then Kate's always, I see Kate like all over campus, you know, here or there. So um, she's <laughs> out doing stuff. So, um, but definitely. And how, if they want to get a hold of the resource center, just to be able to um, say, hey, you know what? You mentioned something on the air and wanted to talk more about it. Sure. They can either give us a call at um, 734-487-4149 or they can go to our website, which is emish.edu slash LGBTRC. Again, that's um, emich.edu <laughs> slash LGBTRC. Terrific. Great. Anything else like uh, before we head out? No, I think that's it. I mean, I think February is pretty full. You yeah. know, they can always go to our website. And we also have an email listserv that anybody can subscribe to. So that's the best way to keep up to date. We update, you know, we update it with news articles, what's going on in our office, what's going on in U of M's campus, what's going on in the community. So I would get on our listserv by going to our website. And that's how I do t- keep track of Kate, is by just get on that listserv. <laughs> and and she is all the time. All the time, exactly. All right, the time I post my whereabouts. Yeah. <laughs> you can see Kate currently in McKinney. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We have a little GPS system on the Eastern's campus. And coming little next, it's going to be a camera. <laughs> yeah. She's exactly. She's going to be wearing a little Kate hat. Cam. Right. <laughs> yeah, the Kate Cam. Oh, the things we should have seen that Kate's seen. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. So please definitely check out the Resource Center on Eastern Michigan's campus at um, 734-487-4149. Yes. Um, or definitely check out what's going on on their website at www dot emich e-m-i-c-h dot e-d-u slash l-g-b-t-r-c for the lesbian gay bisexual transgender resource center terrific thank you kate all right well thanks for having me definitely sure. and well i definitely have to have you on sometime to talk about you as a welcome aboard and all that good stuff oh well, thank you. that would be great terrific <laughs> yay thanks kate all right thank you well christy hi hi so welcome. Oh, well, I just really before we get to our next segment, oh. I just want to say I did bring in some of the mega M and M's that I, I did talked see those. about. I brought them in. I had a coupon, so I bought two bags, <gasps> and that's why I'm able to share. I didn't <laughs> but if it was only one bag, heck no. I want to just point out that there's something very funny. I think the M and M characters are funny. The little guys that they use to sell the M and M's. Oh. There, that's a sort of clever ad campaign, in my opinion. But wanted to say that the little there's a little like cartoon, you know, I'm talking bubble above the red 
Eminem that says, "There's more of me to love," <laughs> I like which that. I think's hilarious and I like awesome. That a lot. So I did bring in some of the um, mega Eminems to, to share, which was what all the noise was when I was coming in. So very, they look delightful. I I was in the store you recommended buying them in, and I was looking at them. They're very tasty. Contemplating, we're gonna have to have some. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Christy? Well, we don't have a whole lot of time. But no, we don't. I will. I will say. I had some dental work done Ouch. today and and last week actually I had done two different things done and was told that my tongue is very strong and active <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> and 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 I'm laughing you know I have four hands in my mouth and right. a dental dam and all this it's like I can't really say anything or respond but in my head I'm like well of course it is right, right? duh <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> um but when what she said was that you know, while that's really irritating to dentists, it's a really good thing for my teeth because it means that I can keep them cleaner. Really? A very strong and active tongue is keeps your teeth cleaner for whatever reason. Like, it makes your hygiene better in your mouth. Crazy. I don't know what it is, but apparently being a lesbian is good for my oral <laughs> hygiene. So I'm going to keep that up. That's awesome. I'm gonna, there's another reason to keep that up. Definitely. Yeah. Anything keeping up. So. <laughs> want an M&M, Dan? <gasps> I do! Yeah, They're I kind of so want one, too. good. Have many. Have All several. Right. Have several. And these are mega. I mean, they're it's mega, like the size of my thumb. They're mega, and they're a lovely shade. They're all yes. gorgeous colors, I think. Yes, they're definitely. Very, they're very super rich. gay. I like, I like it. Very... Yeah, they are super gay. Teal, beige, maroon. I mean, come on. Right. And <laughs> I think, oh, come on. Yeah, there's a, like, a, like a Cape Cod blue. You know, Ooh. it's all sorts of things like that. Exactly. These are lovely. Mm-hmm. I like them. I'm going to have some, too. <laughs> <laughs> On my brand new dental work, but whatever. Exactly. So, man. So, ouch. No, not a big okay. deal. Just oh, okay. some fillings. Oh, mm. okay. Gotcha. Not a big deal. Nothing I'm even stressed out about. So, our guest that we're about to have on the air. Oh. Let me tell you guys about who he is and so you guys can be as prepared as I am. Okay. Um, <laughs> not that you don't know because I didn't tell you actually. <laughs> yes. um, but we're going to be speaking to Royal Theus who is a program, a special programs director, a coordinator at the Midwest AIDS Prevention Project. And today being February 1st is the start of Black AIDS Awareness Month. So we're going to talk to Royale about that. And also, we're going to discuss a little bit with him, you know, what the events are going on. I find it actually humorous that it's actually a month and a half. Black AIDS Awareness Month is from now until March 12th, um, which is a month and a half, (laughs) technically. (laughs) However, well, is it because February is not a full month? No. Well, it wouldn't go to the 12th. It might go to March well, my, 2nd. Uh, my argument's always been is why... I understand why we have to celebrate or or uh, take a month out uh, to, to remind ourselves. But, like, why isn't it all year long? Exactly. You I think know? it's supposed to be. It yes. is supposed to be, but it's sort of... My understanding of Awareness Month is this, it's, this is the month that we do the big push of information dissemination. Gotcha. Um, it's when you have a, you know... A, an event if you work right. on this particular topic. Right. If gotcha. You, exactly. So gotcha. we do have Royal on the phone. How are you? I'm fine. How are you all? Uh, we're good. Um, th- uh, this is Christy, just so you can get acclimated to our voices, and Meredith and Dan are here as well. Um, so tell us, what is Black AIDS Awareness Month, and what's the point of it? Uh, the point of Black AIDS Awareness Month is to put out the awareness of HIV testing, um, different CBOs and community organizations that do free HIV testing where you can get free condoms and lube information and things like that. Also, just to educate uh, different communities, all communities of color, about HIV and HIV prevention. In doing a lot of education in those communities, what do you find to be the most common question or misconception? Mm, I guess the condom usage. Uh, are they really as safe as they say they are? And the misconception is if used properly, they are, you know, a good tool to not put us at risk for HIV and other STDs. Definitely. And and one of the things I, I, I always, I commonly hear is also that, um, because of the, the, cause of what you're saying is like where they, you know, do, do they really work? Um, because of the radical right putting out so much information about abstinence and the pushing of abstinence. Correct, correct. And what MAP prides itself in doing is having skill-based 
uh, workshops where we just don't give information out, but we teach that skill to help enhance, you know, what mm-hmm. we're giving you. And that, 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 that gives us a better chance to use those skills if we know exactly what we're doing instead of just dishing it out to us and we don't know what we're doing. So what type of skills would I learn if I went to a workshop? Um, what to look for before we put on the condom, which would be the expiration date, uh, tears, oh. or things like that. Knowing how to put a condom on per- correctly because some people can put it on the wrong way or try to put it on the wrong way. Um, some condoms are too big. Some condoms are too small. So different things like that. Also latex condoms and plastic condoms, polyurethane condoms, for those who are irritated from the latex condoms. So different things that you will learn. And um, what like um, one of the other misconceptions that I hear a lot of times is that you know what that condom is just too small. I or or it breaks all the time on me. What are some things that I can do to to prevent the breakage of condoms when I'm wearing them? Lube. That's the that's the uh, the key. Lube is the key. Um, if the more lube we have, the less likely that it is for that condom to break. Also, not rough, too rough sex. Uh, that will also cause the condom to heat up real fast, which in turn will turn um, make it break as well. Great. And and when are you offering some? Are you uh, offering the workshops? Um, what we what we do is come out to the organization, the agency, a venue, and it's set up by appointment. So it's whenever. Um, so it's on on demand, sort uh-huh. of. Oh, that's kind of nice. like a house party type thing. All you gotta do is call us, and we set dates, and it runs from there. That's excellent. And would would it could it, Dan just said house party thing? But would that could it be like literally a house party? Like could I invite all of my super gay friends over and have Map come and and give this workshop in my living room? Sure, sure. And we we do have those. And we call them home parties. We bring toys and 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 show different toys and dildos and things like that, and and just show you what 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 to buy and what not to buy when shopping at, you know, toy stores and things like that, right. and different varieties of condoms and lubes and things like that to make sex not only safe, but make it fun. And so if I wanted to do that, where would I call or who would I contact? Uh, you would call 248-545-1435 and just speak to Andrew Yee. He's the person that sets up all that for us. All right, excellent, excellent. How did, Royal, how did you get involved with MAP, or why are you doing this uh, work? I got involved volunteering, just having a strong urge to uh, make a difference in the community. I uh, saw so a need to get out there and try to help younger, the younger generation that's coming up behind me. And um, in my community, I saw a lot of lack of education and a lack of just where to go to get information. Royal, you were breaking up on the very, very, the very end of that. So you, there was the, you were saying that there was the lack of information in your community and um, ac- and access to information as well. You were saying, right? That's what it is. That's what it was. Gotcha. And so, um, so where do folks get? Uh, um, Minority communities, where where do they go? Because I always I'm always hearing about where uh, folks aren't are trusting some of the bigger organizations just because of the um, they're run by white folks or or. Well, for the African American community, we have a place called the Roof Ellis Center. Um, it's on Six Mile and Wood, where, where kids can go and hang out, listen to music. They have great food, and then watch movie, have movie nights, and. It's just a great place to just go and have relax and have fun. Um, Affirmations is great in Ferndale as well, and also the Midwest Age Prevention Project. You know, we always have something going on. Actually, we're in the midst of a nine-day blues festival um, in Ferndale, Michigan. So we always have something going on, and it's not always just about HIV or AIDS because, you know, when we think about it, most people know about HIV and AIDS. It's just the skills needed to prevent us from getting infected. Right, right. So there are actually a couple of specific activities going on for um, Black AIDS Awareness Month um, at a couple of Detroit bars. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what bars they are, when it's happening? Sure. Um, MAP is teamed up with local bars in the metro Detroit area, area, and we go out once a month and do testing. And for Black AIDS Awareness Month, we'll be at Windows uh, on the 11th, which is a Saturday. Uh, we'll be doing free HIV testing. We'll have brochures, condoms, and lube. And then on the 14th, 
uh, we will be at Off Broadway East, which is on the east side of Detroit, uh, doing free HIV testing, having brochures and condoms and things like that. And then just um, volunteering with other CBOs in the community and their efforts for Black AIDS awareness as well. And those those two particular bars are a focus of this because that's a place where African American men are known to be who African American men who have sex with men. Correct? Like that's sort of the correct. focus of those two those two times. Are there? Um, why? This is a big question. Why is there sort of a Black AIDS Awareness Month? What is what is it in particular about the African American community, um, or what is happening in the African American community that is sort of requiring this effort, um, this awareness and prevention effort? I think what what it is is, and I can speak from experience when I was growing up, um, if there wasn't a lot of HIV AIDS in your face type of going on in the community or out in the public as far as media and things like that. I think now that we see HIV still on the rise and high numbers, we need to be taking it, moving it up a notch and making this Black AIDS awareness where we're giving out information and, and having fun parties and, and club club nights and things like that, not just to give out information, but, again, to make it fun for people. And when it's fun for us, then we enjoy doing it that, that much more. Mm-hmm. You and seem lost in thought there. I man. am. Well, I was just trying to think of, like, because there has been a, a, a lot of impact on um, the minority communities. And 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 I think that that's, um, and, and and it's been ignored and, and, and not necessarily, um, uh, people, people just haven't been doing outreach to minority communities. And so I'm just really glad that it's finally, we're, it's we're doing something. And specific. And, right. and trying to go out and, and actually talk to folks. Um, yeah. And, and also in the, at the end of February, uh, MAP will be, uh, doing a workshop for African American youth, um, called Many Men, Many Voices. And we affectionately call it 3MV for short. Um, it's over a weekend, and we, it's like a little retreat where we bring guys together and we get down to those core issues um, from a childhood that makes us do the things that we do now that put us at risk for STDs and HIV. We talk about the roles that we play in relationships as far as tops and bottoms and why we pick those roles and how those roles are given to us, which also in turn puts us at risk for different STDs and HIV as well. So we'll be doing right. that the last weekend in February. Uh, in conjunction with like AIDS Awareness Month as well. And if folks wanted to to find out more information about that, who would they contact at MAP? They would contact me, Royal, and they would call that number again, which is 248-545-1435, and my extension is 111. And I have to know from experience, he's very prompt about returning phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do my best. <laughs> Sometimes it gets kind of hard. But yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure you're a very busy guy. So we didn't actually, at the very beginning of this conversation, um, get a chance to talk about what MAP is. Because there may be some folks who are listening who don't know. Um, we sort of talked about it like we're all aware of it, and that's because we are. So, um, But would you maybe give us a rundown of what MAP is and what they do? Okay. MAP has been in the uh, community doing HIV-AIDS awareness since 1988. It's one of Michigan's largest uh, community-based organizations. And we have Latino programs. We have prevention options for positives. We have a care program. Uh, we have the African-American interventions, which I mentioned earlier, 3MV, and also peer opinion leader uh, training. We have uh, the WAGS program, which is for our HIV-positive clients, and we provide uh, gift certificates. Uh, each month for them to be able to have uh, food for their pets, and we pay a portion of their uh, veterinarian. MAP has so many things going on with, as far as fundraisers and workshops and interventions. Uh, we, we stay busy and we stay in the community, and we just hope that, you know, we can make some type of distorted difference in, in, in trying to help with this HIV-AIDS struggle. And definitely, MAP is definitely making they're a difference. They're very busy. I and have, very, yeah, yeah. I mean, they are like not. I would say they're everywhere, but they are definitely I, they in all the communities. I think that that's one of the things that I, I really mm-hmm. admired about MAP is that they're not just focused on one community, but they're definitely trying to work with everybody. Right, they sure yeah, are. But, yeah, we're trying to bring out three and to Flynn and Ann Arbor and Pontiac. So we're just not going in, in the Metro Detroit community, but we're taking it abroad. Oakland County as well. 
And again, if folks want to get more information about MAP, that telephone number is 248-545-1435. Or there is a website, because it is 2006, (laughs) um, which is AIDSprevention.org. Yeah. Right. What is it again? I'm sorry? I'm sorry. We were all speaking at once. Why don't you tell us, Royale? That would probably be better. (laughs) The website is www.AIDSprevention.org. No stasis, AIDSprevention.org. And that has a list of all our, um, our, our our interventions and our workshops and our, our fundraisers and everything we have going on uh, at the map office. You can find it at, on that website. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking Thank you for t- having us. Absolutely. For taking time out of your busy schedule um, to come and be on the show. And let me, let me tell you that anytime MAP has anything going on and you guys want to talk about it, you get, let us know. We'll get you guys on the air. We really value your con- contribution to our community, and we want to do our best um, in whatever little way we can yes. to help you guys out. So, um, again, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck with Black AIDS Awareness Month. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Have a <laughs> You're good welcome. Night. And we got something. We're going to take a little break, but we're going to um, um, come back and talk about some news and kind of catch up with everybody. Cool. So uh, see you soon. Hi, this is Jeremy Merklinger from the Washtenaw Rainbow Action Project, your TBLG Resource Center at 325 Broncourt. Check us out online at www.rap-up.org or call us at 734-995-9867. Thanks for listening to WCBN, and don't forget to listen to me on Closets Are for Clothes on the third Wednesday of every month from 6 to 7 p.m. I think we can. Okay, great, and we are. (laughs) (laughs) I like to wear my Jenny name tag. Yeah, I actually. I've been looking at it, trying to see if it really says Jenny, because your your shirt's a little folded, so I wasn't entirely sure. And I thought it was maybe part of the print or something like that on the shirt. Well, my friend at work had to go somewhere that required a name tag. She came back and she put it on me, and I actually forgot it was there. (laughs) Why are you? I know that, Jenny, then. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I just saw her yesterday. Mm -hmm. Oh, and how was Jenny? She's good. She cut her hair. Uh Uh-oh. She did, isn't it's very cute. Cute and pixie. Oh, mm-hmm. great. People are like, why are they talking about exactly. someone named Jenny? <laughs> well, hi, Jenny. <laughs> hi, Jenny. <laughs> so, new, so there's all kinds of things going on in the news today. I mean, uh, so what's up, Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our breaking anchor. What's the news? Sorry. <laughs> For those... <laughs> um, the first piece of news is um, from President Bush's... Uh, State of the Union address last night. Oh, it's not you. I'm white in the peanut gallery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bush renewed his attacks on gay marriage yesterday in his um, in his State of the Union address. President Bush reached out to Democrats, called for new education, economic, and fuel invent initiatives and renewed his attack on gay marriages Monday night. Um, Addressing a joint session of Congress, the president said that, quote, many Americans, especially parents, still have deep concerns about the direction of our culture and the health of our most basic institutions. They are concerned about unethical conduct by public officials and discouraged by... Like Tom DeLay? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) Discouraged by... Activist courts that try to redefine marriage, um, and the comparison drew an angry response from the, from the human rights campaign. To draw comparisons between the reprehensible acts of unethical pa- politicians with fair and independent judges is both ridiculous and wrong," said Joel Sol Joel. I can't. Speak. You could do this. You could do this. Joel Solmanis. Solman. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's all right. Um, Joel. Joel. Joe. Joe. <laughs> Um, and then uh, represented from National, uh, Eric Stern, the executive director of the National Stonewall Democrat, said it is dishonest for President Bush to ethically couple marriage recognition of American families with a permissive slop trough gorging on special interest money that has shamed the Bush administration and his Republican Party. So, Woo! yeah, that yes. was a harsh one. That, that was, was like, serious. listen, man. So a lot of people are outraged because there is a lot going on um, that in the world that people think we need to be focusing on and not the nonsense of well, being right. gay marriage. Exactly. I mean, there's. A, I mean, a, a, come on. If we're going to be doing a lot of the 
getting involved in world de- democracy and things like this, and especially after the recent election <clears throat> in Israel. Yes, right. no, yeah. in Palestine. In Palestine, okay, and uh, <laughs> and um, I just thought, hmm, this is kind of an interesting. Uh, the focus they're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and then also to be mentioned right in the um, State of the Union address. I because mean, that, I mean, you don't mention everything in the State of the Union. You no. you mention the things that are important to your administration and important to the direction that you want to move the country in. And it's sort of shameful that it's not sort of it is shameful that he would choose that moment in which to, to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we've all heard the expression, "Methinks thou dost protest too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's something going on <sighs> with George. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you he's, know. you know, having a hard time with that. And, and I was kind of hoping to hear a little bit, um, uh, more about his, uh, uh, spying, if you will. Yeah. I mean, he says he can do it. And I think, you know, anyone who's, even remotely read the Constitution, will tell you, um, not so much. <laughs> so. Well, and I think that that, despite the polls or whatever that I've been hearing all weekend, I mean, I'd, I'd really, it may be that it comes down to to judges. The only thing I'm concerned with are the judges that are in place, mm-hmm. um, and which way they're going to be um, uh, following, since they're such not active, you know, activist judges. Mm-hmm. So right. it's fine to be an activist judge if you're a conservative. Yeah, though. yes, exactly. Right. It's perfectly acceptable. Speaking of activist judges um the senate voted yesterday um to confirm judge samuel alito to the supreme court um for those of you who had hoped that your rights might you know flourish in the coming years yes (laughs) you might want to rethink that Uh uh um with at least 57 votes committed to judge samuel alito his confirmation is basically assured it or the vote ended up being 72 to 25 no that's it was still the yeah. The, it was they, still it was voted mostly along party lines. Four four yep. Democrats ended up voting for Alito. One Republican voted against Alito, but in the end, he is now our newest Supreme Court justice, and he was sworn in a couple of hours after the vote happened on Tuesday. So it'll be interesting to see the direction that the court moves in terms of um, its thinking on a variety of issues, not to mention right to privacy which is probably the most important issue that it'll for our community that it'll face in the coming year and that's going to include its decision about roe v wade because that has will have an impact on on right to privacy issues Mm -hmm. far reaching beyond the issue of whether or not a woman can choose to terminate a pregnancy so right we need to start carefully watching what's happening on state levels because that's where all these cases come from right in the end so That'll be interesting to see how what happens next. And Sam Alito will get to rule uh, on whether or not it was okay for Anna Nicole Smith to inherit her husband's money. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's there going to the Supreme sub- yeah, Court? That's in the Supreme Court, yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Seriously. It was when like, did that come out? I don't know, a couple uh, weeks ago. It was like one of the first things that John Roberts, like one of the first cases they decided on. That they were gonna that's, hear. That's what they're. That's important for them. Oh my word! Oh my word! There's so many other decisions uh-huh. to make. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I was sleeping that day. In international news, um, Portugal is about to most likely see the beginning of its gay marriage battle. Um, a Portuguese lesbian com- couple on Wednesday applied for a marriage license in what is believed to be the first application by a same-sex couple in the country. The women filed out, filled out the application and submitted it, but they said they expected they will be notified later in the week that it was rejected. Um, Portugal's civil code bans same-sex marriages, but gay and lesbian couples have some rights, many in the areas of tax benefits. Once they refi- received the official notice, they're planning on on um, going to the court um, as soon as they receive it. And um, their attorney says that he has prepared his arguments for a legal challenge. He said it'll be based on Portugal's 1975 constitution, which bans sexual discrimination. Um, the story of the woman's attempt to receive the attempt to marry received major coverage, mostly negative, um, and by Radio Renaissance. 
the station is owned by the Catholic Church, and it's the largest radio station in the country. Um, same-sex marriage is illegal in neighboring Spain and in Belgium and the Netherlands. So. Well, and that's what I was kind of th- with. A, they're surrounded by folks that already have, uh, have. They're literally surrounded. Portugal is completely surrounded by Spain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. And the ocean on one side. Right. Well, I was just saying that so, part of it, the ocean, but yeah. yeah. And I thought, and but also hearing about because I also thought they were very. Uh, Catholic, if not, I guess, Christian, but mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be, but it doesn't surprise me that mm-hmm. their biggest uh, radio station is going to be um, going and saying against it. But I'm also impressed, 1975, and mm-hmm. there's no sexual discrimination. Mm-hmm. That, I'm like, hey, I'm impressed that they put That's that in cool. there that, that, that long ago, over 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, in Austin, Texas, um, they are also a foreign country. It's not, it's not a um, the city council said they want to put voters, put to voters a proposition that would extend health benefits to city employees, gay or straight partners. Um, so that's exciting. Austin wow. is looking to get, um, same sex benefits. Council member Brewster McCracken called for, <laughs> oh, I love the name. called for repealing an existing prohibition on offering domestic, um, offering partner benefits. The proposal for the May 13th ballot would extend coverage to either a domestic partner or a family member living with a city employee. And he says this is about principle, about correcting something that has been unfair. Um, the city council approved offering domestic partner benefits in 1983, but the policy lasted only nine months until a citizen vote overturned it by a margin of 62% to 38%, and a group named Concerned Texans led the campaign to overturn the benefits, criticizing them as financially irresponsible and domestic partners as immoral. Yes, because if I live with my brother who's special needs who could benefit from my benefits, Absolutely. that's immoral. Yeah. I'm immoral. Yeah. immoral. You're right. What was yeah. I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I will say, I mean, that's, it is, you know, that was over 20 years ago. Austin is a blue city in a red state. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a very progressive city. Um, It's kind of like Ann Arbor in the midst of Michigan. Sort of. Well, (laughs) but we're we're still a blue state. Yes. However tenuously. Yes. We are still a blue state. It's sort of more like Columbus in Ohio. Oh, there you go. Or whatever. Yes. Um, Yes. But that's, I love Austin, Texas. I absolutely love it there. I've never been there. Wow. It's, it's really wonderful there. Oh, I've never wow. been there either. It's hot, though. Just uh, so you I know. would imagine. But <laughs> yeah, during the summer, I would think so. But I bet it's kind of uh, nice. It's and wonderful little. this time of year. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, in Denver, Colorado, um, a group called Active Love says they were motivated by love Motivated by Love, a coalition of religious and family groups, uh, formally kicked off a drive Wednesday for an amendment to the state constitution that would ban gay marriage. Coloradans for, for marriage submitted the proposed what? wording of the amendment, I know, to the legislation legislative council office at the state capitol, the first step toward getting it on the ballot this fall. The group's president, Bishop Philip H. Porter Jr., said the group was acting with, quote, the love of a mother the gentle guidance of a caring father to preserve marriage and protect children. He said the opposed amendment was not about hatred toward gay people. What? (laughs) Quote, we can have it. Parentheses love. We are all called to have that love, even when it hurts us, even when it hurts others, said Porter of all nations, church of God in Christ in Aurora, a pen, Pentecostal church. We live in a nation that wants no pain, but all of the gain. We can't have it both ways. The proposed amendment would read, only a union of one man and one woman shall be valid or recognized as marriage in this state. So Poor Colorado. Mm-hmm. This is twice now they're going to be hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, now was it Oregon that it was defeated? Their, their original proposal? I believe so. And now, so they're going to, so why does Colorado need to justify it even more? Maybe why Michigan had to vote for proposal two. Maybe the same thing. Right. But wow, the mm-hmm. twice now because they had also like the the fires and the killing of animals and I mean they were they went the radical right really went wild on them. Um, another group, Coloradans for Fairness and Equality, has already started mobilizing to oppose the amendment. Um, sending volunteers door to door. And Sean Duffy, a consultant for the group, said the proposed amendment does nothing to strengthen or protect families and would quote enshrine discrimination into the 
language of the Constitution. When it's thoroughly examined, I think we'll see that hurting someone else's rights doesn't strengthen your marriage. Oh, that's for sure. I re- okay, I really, really want someone to, in plain language, and to explain to me how marriage between two people who are of differing genders jeopardizes the health and safety of children. I really, really, really want someone to explain that to me and and be able to back it up, not just say, well, you know, well, the gays are all pedophiles, which we know is a fa- is a falsehood. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, that's, right. that's a complete lie. So you can't back it up with that. Yep. Um, and even so, OK, even if that were true, that little lie were true that gays are all pedophiles. Then okay, well, how does that affect the? How does their getting married harm children? You still haven't. Right. That's not an explanation. So, I want somebody to explain that. The only thing that I can think of that because I've had these arguments with folks is is the the only argument that I that I continually get come back to is that if we okay this, then it's going to be okay for our children to to choose this. And because I think it's getting back to where they're thinking it's a choice rather than um, mm. a, 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 um, an ingrained or mm-hmm. a innate, natural, natural innate thing. Um, natural thing. And so, therefore, if they okay this, then um, more children will choose, and the key word is choose, to have this lifestyle. Okay. Well, okay, I but think children uh, can't get married. But they'll grow up. Thinking that you, and, and but that once you can. my once my kid, which is on the way, uh-huh. we all know, is Woo-hoo. an adult. Yeah, I don't have any more control or say in what they do with their lives. Right, like, but, but if, I think people, if you are from the understanding that being gay or lesbian or bisexual is a choice, and it's always been a choice, then for you. Even having that possibility out there sends the wrong message to your children, even though the reality of it is that it's not like you can say whatever you want to your kid. At some point, they know who they are. They know what they're who they can love and who they can't love. And so but if you're just that's just not part of your brain thinking, you just can't wrap your head around. And, it. And I think that that's what I think is important for me to not get these these anti-gay ballots um, on the books or to to, to to defeat the anti-gay legislation mm-hmm. is because of that exact message of of okay, once you find out that you have this innate part of you that is going to be gay or bisexual or transgender. Um, and I'm including lesbians in the gay. I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'm it's a one gay of, woman. There you okay. There we go. <laughs> so that um, that if you feel that you have that um, um, affection towards someone of the same gender, um, then. Um, that you're not going to then, once you have to come out or deal with that issue, that you're not going to also deal with all the extra baggage that really mm-hmm. messes people up I, and that I see mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. is where um, they then have to fight through all the negative messages from society, from their community, from their family, from mm-hmm. their churches, as we were talking about earlier, that you don't have to fight through all that extra stuff, right. that um, you can you know be more confident in, in who you are and more comfortable, right. and then it doesn't become an issue. And that's true of so many things, that if you can be... If the world hasn't created all these reasons why you should hate yourself it's so much easier to accept who you are even if you are quote-unquote different right Right. exactly parents want to have control and they don't realize you're not ever going to have control so right exactly i have have one more semi crazy one and we're gonna come back to that one so how little crazy is that it's it's from sam brambeck who's a senator oh sam he does that thing all the time all right we'll be back in a moment this is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. I mean, I'm sorry, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I said Sam Brownback, people were like, what's funny about Sam Brownback? Ah, but wait. Senator Sam Brownback, Republican from Kansas. Says a remark say about no more. I was gonna right, say. <laughs> who's also, by the way, considering a run for president. Says a remark about quote fruits he made in an interview <laughs> with Rolling Stone magazine was not meant as an attack on gays. 
Last week, Brownback was asked by the magazine's Jeff Charlotte about same-sex marriage during the interview for the article called God's Senator. Brownback, who is the state sponsor of a proposed amendment to the U.S. Constitution to ban same-sex marriage, replied, quote, you look at the social impact of the countries that have engaged in homosexual marriage, Brownback using Sweden as example, and you'll know them by their fruits. <laughs> So what fruit do I think of from Sweden? The senator. Oh, those fruits. The <laughs> fruits. <laughs> the senator then says to grow there. Yes. he was quoting Matthew. The shrinkage factor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he says he was just quoting Matthew seven sixteen in the Bible. Although what? S- right. They didn't talk about Sweden in any Bible I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> Although Sweden offers some rights to same-sex couples, it has not legalized same-sex marriage. Brownback's office did not return calls seeking clarification for his remarks, but I just thought it was funny that he called them fruits and then said, uh-oh, I don't think I should call people fruits, huh? <laughs> that's right, exactly. Whoops, that's not what I meant, though. You know, I think that should be one of our questions for all our guests anymore. What? If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be one of our I think standard that's a questions. Good one. Well, we kind of like the um, oh, we can come up with all kinds of good ones with mm-hmm. that one. So, oh my I'm word, I'm a kumquat. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? See the, the trouble? Exactly. See the trouble we get into? Oh, I love it. We're gonna ask. I ask that, that we cannot. You can't ask Jeremy that question. Oh, we cannot. And I'm gonna ask him ahead of time to say prepare for it, Jeremy. I'm gonna give you 24 some hours. Look up in the food encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> be ready. Exactly. For this question. Oh, and oh, can you imagine Keith's answer too? Oh, that would be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my Keith's word. Smart enough to make that oh. question dangerous. Oh yes, exactly. So, oh my goodness. So that'll be our yes. We'll kind of start our James Lipton uh, series Inside of questions. Inside the queer studio. Yes. Inside the queer studio. Oh Speaking my of inside the queer studio, you know, I need to talk a little bit about reality TV. I know that like a lot of people who listen to WCBN aren't so into television and whatnot, but um, I do want to point out that there is now a super gay television show on. It's been on for over a year. I just now found it. Project Runway. Oh my oh. god! Oh. <laughs> that show is, that so show is the best show gay. ever. I watch yes. that show all the time. It I is. It's too. just one giant homosexual <laughs> from beginning to end. It does yeah. have its own it, homosexual agenda. It totally <laughs> does. It's so gay. <laughs> I mean, I just sit there watching it and saying, "This is the gayest show ever. This is gayer than Queer Eye. This is so gay." <laughs> That's all I can say to the whole thing. Uh, yes, exactly. It's it's amazing how the the this is how campy and how uh-huh. I mean I've seen it like and they this got to be this has got to be scripted. It can't be I this know. gay. I know. It cannot be. Who is You'd that? be wrong. The only person I know in real life that's that gay all the time is Jeremy Mercury. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And he's acknowledged uh, on tape that he's super gay. He's so super gay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. Oh. And like last week's episode, the guy who won last year came back to judge. Oh, my God. Could he be any gay? If you look up Faye in the dictionary, <laughs> it's his picture. Like, this guy is unbelievably gay. And I was like, it's getting worse. Like, not worse or better. Whatever you want to say. Like, he's standing there judging all of these fags who are designing all these fabulous dresses. <laughs> it's so over the top. Did you it's see unreal. the episode where they make them all get dressed in skaters' skater outfits? <laughs> He did not. Well, their task was to design a skating costume for Sasha Cohen. Yes, I saw that commercial last night. Yeah, and so they all had, what they got is their clue. Everybody got a package that was a skating costume. Oh, Oh, my God. They put people in the funniest outfit. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. And there's this one guy on there who's like sort of way over the top with his designing. And he's, um, you know, he's a total diva. Um, but he wore his skating costume and then one of those giant fur hats. You know, the Russian fur hat. Like no. like something from Dr. Zhivago. Oh, my it word. Was it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so I'm. if you're interested in finding out more about the Super Gay TV show, it is on Bravo. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, on Wednesday nights at 10 is when it comes on. So in about you can, three hours. Right. So you can have you can a catch, Super Gay evening. Right. You can, you start can your catch evening, the, the previous week's episode right, at 9 right o'clock. Right before. After you watch Idol. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
if you're into this of idol i actually by the way just want to give myself the disclaimer that i hate reality tv with the exception of america (laughs) and now project runway that's my disclaimer oh my word anyway speaking of idol the tabloids have outed mr clay aiken we outed him like three (laughs) years ago (laughs) okay that silence was more like uh, okay, yeah. how is this news, Meredith? <laughs> I'm just saying they outed him. How the, did they out him? The supermarket tabloid. Oh, the supermarket tabloid. Is carrying what it calls an exclusive interview with the man, John Paulus, the 38-year-old former army ranger, that he met Hustler. just before Christmas <laughs> on the <laughs> On December 16th, using the screen name, and I like that they put his screen name, Valley Pretty Boy. Clay sent his first instant oh, message. Wait, wait, let me write this down again. What was Who's, that? Whose <laughs> screen name is that? Clay's That's screen Clay's name? screen name. Valley Pretty Boy? Valley Pretty Boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, he says, Paula says, the two arranged to meet at a North Carolina hotel, and he spent the night engaged in unprotected sex with the singer. Say Hustler again. <laughs> Hustler. Hustler. <laughs> Hustler. <laughs> oh my word. I'm Goodness just... gracious. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> they say that he passed a lie detector. So oh, and what? also that Paula saved a washcloth that contains Aiken's DNA. <laughs> oh no, that's just plain sick. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I Why? Keep this. Yeah. As a memento. Goodness gracious. Well, so, I mean, okay, so it, it may be big news to a lot of the straight folks, but I guess those who have gaydar or in the, are just, are I like, mean, clearly he, th- there's, he could be a fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clay, if you were a fruit, what would you be? What fruit would you be? But exactly. yeah, I'd like to hear him answer that question. He'd probably say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> he, would. he probably would. And then he'd bat his eyelashes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, yeah. Wow. Whatever. Dang. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, please, people. Oh. It's an eye roll. It's like all those times that they outed Rosie O'Donnell before yeah. she said it out loud. Exactly. You know? And then when she said it out loud, it was kind of like, I mean, the community just kind of went, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for finally coming out. Yeah. All the people, all the the two people who didn't know. Right. So that's okay. That leads me to a great. Do you have another one? I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. So the. I mean, I could, but you go. But see, that's the thing. Is like, <laughs> when do? See, I'm just waking up, and it's five minutes left. But it's um, one of those things. Like, when do? When should celebrities come out? Because it seems to me it's very similar to like when, um, um. Hillary Clinton and um, the Massachusetts, uh, not Barney Frank, but um, the, the senator. Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. When Ted Kennedy and um, and Hillary Clinton came out and says, oh, well, we decided we're not going, that we should do a filibuster, but we're not going to be, you know, but we're not going to or whatever. It was kind of like, well, we knew that was too late, so, but you're going to come out about it so you can say in your next campaign, well, at least I did everything I could. It's like, well, wait a minute here. So people that are, that are, that are gay, um, that are stars, and it's like so Rosie O'Donnell waited until mm-hmm, she was established. Yeah, yeah, and it and couldn't really hurt well, her. Yeah, until she didn't much. care anymore. Right, until she didn't care anymore. You know, I right. just, I just, I was like, well, uh, come on, people, why, why be so embarrassed by it? But I guess that's also but it's our for society. the same reason that everyone is hesitant about coming out at work because you don't know what people's reactions are going to be. And when your role is to be a sex symbol for, you know, heterosexual, whoever it, right. Unfortunately, you know, people can't get past the fact that you can still be, yeah, you know, and I just want to, there's a, another thing about with Hollywood too, uh, that I watched the screen actors guild awards earlier this week and Sean Hayes won for will and grace. And the first thing he did is he came up on, and he's actually never disclosed what his sexual no. orientation is. Um, I think everybody sort of knows, but he's, he's never he's denied said, it either. Right. He's just said, that's it my private matter. business. It right. doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, when he stood up to accept his award, he said, I'd like to thank Ang Lee for taking a chance on me. And, you know, and it elicited sort of a conversation in the in, with my partner. You know, she was like, he makes a good point. Why didn't Ang Lee cast gay actors in Brokeback Mountain? Uh-huh. You know, someone why, else asked me that question. Why was Felicity Huffman cast as a trans person in uh-huh. Transamerica? Why? Uh-huh. Like, 
why don't we get to see those people playing those roles? Why was Hillary Swank cast in Boys Don't Cry? You know, mm-hmm. all of these these things. What someone said to me about why they thought, and it was a... Um, I don't even remember who someone who had just seen the movie said that she because she had asked the question before she went to see the movie why isn't anyone in the movie gay and she thought that she felt like they were better because they were like they're they're it was more believable and more like oh like you could just there was something about because it they yeah. weren't supposed right. to be gay right. right that it was more like Oh my god! Right, that they weren't supposed to be gay, and that you know, I think the thing about Brokeback Mountain is that neither one of those characters are what you would call typical gay male characters, mm-hmm. and so it I maybe he felt forward, like yeah. right, and that maybe he felt like I we need we need two actors who, upon looking at them, you would never, no one would ever say, oh, it's just because they're they're gay anyway. That's why mm-hmm. they did the movie, or I can dismiss the movie because they're it's just their gay, gay agenda. Right. right. Is it those actors? It's mm-hmm. their gay agenda. Right. And right. that was her feeling after seeing the movie. Okay. I can believe that. I, I mean, can I, buy that. But yeah. it's still a, it's still, it's still a good unfortunate argument. That, and, right. Well, and probably some of it is that well, how many gay men are out there right. in Hollywood who are willing to. Trying to act really hard. Right. right. You know, yeah. but, and, for, and I said Will and Grace, like Eric McCormick is not gay. Right. And he's playing one probably one of the most successful gay characters on television. <coughs> right. And I think that that's also one of the things where, you know, how many times has gay men played? straight characters right you know it's like hey you know that and it's a but it's if you're a straight man and you play a gay character a gay gay man in a movie like that's wow you're so brave you know that's a a cunning uh career wow what a great actor actor blah 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 you know but you know sean hayes could get a job as a or nathan lane nathan lane and the producers played a total lap